I also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Talking in Bits, where we walk you through Bitcoin bit by bit so we can provide you with the information you need to succeed and persist. Back when episode 55 got Ben in the house as always. Blocks keep going, man. The blocks keep going. We, we, this is going to be actually a relevant topic to our guest here, but you know the, the 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 episodes keep getting in mind. We keep popping them up forward. Fifty five. Why, why does the block is hot come to mind? Because we are of the culture, and at the time, Little Wayne was Bro. absolutely running the radio, Bro, the whip, especially in the dance. The whip's doing three sixties. The block is hot. Those shots on the corner, the dice being rolled. Cool, man. How did that make it up to New York? Come on. <laughs> but anyways, I'm super excited about this episode. We're gonna get right to introducing our guest because he's not just a typical guest. He is, uh, the, what I say, the the leader of the pleb miners, and and I think a lot of people are on my side about that. Some people may try to hate it. But if you're going to try to hate it, then you can go somewhere else with that garbage. Anyways, I want to introduce to y'all for the second time on Talking in Bits. Hado yeah. Tarantula, what's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm doing well, my man. Doing well. Blessed as always because, you know, TikTok next block, I'm here to mine it. So I can't complain. Uh, Got to say, though, I heard the block was hot uh, <laughs> earlier. And and, uh, and uh, I was just listening to uh, throwback uh, Juvie, the G-Code hey. action there. And uh, hey. G-Code, uh, what Yeah, you man, see? Wayne was coming hot then. You remember that? Back huh. at throwback. <laughs> He's going hard. He had a good run. Okay. Yeah, he had a good run. He had a good run, especially when that. Well, is that true that he gave away the notebook? Like, he doesn't, he was off the head for like the majority of his career, Wayne? Wayne? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but Gilly, Gilly, I don't, I don't Gilly, believe that nonsense. Gilly, Gilly, but I heard wrote, that. Yeah, Gilly wrote for Wayne for some of his hottest stuff, Carter One, Carter Two. It's anything oh. like Wayne got tapes. going for him is like out of all the cats that done stepped up on with like dudes like Eminem and Z, like he's like one of the few that ain't get bodied by them at the same time. Yeah. Factual. <laughs> Factual. That, that is a oh well Factual. well uh, all right I would give one situation here that yeah. uh just blazed track with uh with the sample uh no love. Don't hurt, right? Where Wayne and Eminem, that's not, mm. I forgot what the hell it was yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. They literally did Little Wayne an injustice. They put him there to get teed off on I, by Eminem on the second I verse. I gotta say, though, like, I didn't really dig that whole jam, though. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm just bringing that. it up because they, they, that was one of the times in Wayne's career where they, like, set him up to just, like, be the weaker rapper on the track. Uh, because Eminem was, verse was just epic. And, and by the way, I'm tired of Eminem telling people that he can't, that, that people are saying that he can't rap. Why does he keep doing that? That's the thing, though. Like, legit, you've actually heard these two dudes talk about each other in interviews, and and it's all love. Like, there's none of that. Of course it is. You know, it's it's interesting that you hear things like that out there, and and it it's just what it is. Is it's that clickbait, you know? Because when these guys are actually like in studio or like they're on uh, deck and on point on tape, they they ain't talking like that about each other. It's always somebody else out the mouth or out the side of somebody else's neck. You notice that? Yeah, that that is a good point. Yeah, I'm just talking about like he picks on himself. Like I think his last four albums, Eminem has been like, "Ooh, y'all been saying that I can't rap. Here I am." And it's like, yo, no, nobody is saying that. Hey, he do hold the genre though when it comes to uh, the retaliation <laughs> hits. You know, like 
<laughs> he never left eight mile. He just stayed there. That's it, man. He's he's, he's stuck on a corner down there at eight mile. <laughs> <laughs> he found his pocket. He was like, yeah, this is it. I'm, I'm gonna be hey, bullied on my whole niche, life. Though. He's got the niche down, you know, and and you gotta respect that. Just like like with Bitcoin mining and and myself, like I'm I do off grid Bitcoin mining like nobody's damn business. I go where mm, other men can't get to, and I take advantage uh. of the power and I put it into play. You know, so it's that's what it's all about. You, you find your niche in the world and, and, and you dig it or else you, you suffer and you fold up like the rest of them. Mm, the gems are ready. Oh, man, swing it, bro. This is come. two weeks in a row. Dude, swing it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we had LC on last week, uh, Tarantula. I know the episode hasn't aired yet, but we had LC on spitting some uh, LC Hoddle. Uh, I'm yeah. sure you know who LC yeah, is. Yeah, man, that's my boy. Like, he uh, yeah. chat with him in the He was spitting and some gems. Uh, yeah, man, I've been helping him get hooked up with ASICs for a minute now. I... Oh, you you helped me get put on early on too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right. Man, it's been a while Unfortunately, since we talked on on the radio and all. So. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and, and I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. If I tell you what I've done, you're gonna tell me I went to the dark side. So uh, I I already know Tarantula as my OG that put me on is gonna be highly disappointed when we get into this compass conversation and the fact that I even trusted uh -oh. compass with my my rigs. But it's all good. We'll, we'll get to that. Let's get into mining real quick. Uh, first of all, since we last talked to you. How's business? How I mean, obviously, what you could divulge and not you know upset yourself, but how's business? How's everything, man? How's life? Uh, things are moving in an upward trajectory, uh, rather mm. quicker than I had imagined they would. So things are going well. Um, built out uh, operations where I started, uh, moved on to off grid, uh, put things together there, and then I was sought out by individuals that had ambitions that were on the next level uh let's just say in regards to uh mining it it you know we we mine for sovereignty right well at least i do and you think about what that comes down to ultimately it's it's not answering to and and being accountable for self and and being having those abilities to assert yourself and you know, take care of what you need to when you need to. And so, uh, you know, you get to a point where you're mining Bitcoin, where like at a corporate level, you're just like, you know, you feel like you're only so sovereign, even if you're off grid. Uh, but uh, it, I've recently gotten contact with individuals who were uh, looking to mine Bitcoin on a level off grid that has to do with sovereign nations now and so i'm actually looking at superseding uh the state and and going to help individuals mine bitcoin where the state cannot pass uh so like let's say uh native american land where they hold the mineral rights to uh you know the gas and stuff that that's there uh, in places like that you can mine bitcoin and nobody can stop you pretty much and so it's yeah it's next level uh it's beyond mining off grid like as a, like a, just say like a corporation now i can mine off grid and i can go beyond that level of control if that makes sense because you know there's when even if you're off grid you have a level of control that can be asserted over you by local municipalities and things like that um but if you're off-grid mining and you're on sovereign land that's been declared sovereign land through articles and treaties and it cannot be encroached upon, now you're at another level. And that's 
that's upward trajectory in regards to Bitcoin mining and sovereignty that I did not see myself reaching uh, this quickly. Uh, I thought it would take a little bit longer uh, you know, before I was able to amass the resources to, to do this, but uh, God is blessed. And because he has, yeah. I've, I've, I've been able to, to, to move forward much faster than I anticipated. And so it's an amazing concept. Like to answer your question, man, things are, things are going great. <laughs> yeah. Now, to, to, let me interject real yeah, quick as you're talking like, Hey, congrats. I'm super happy for you. Thank you. Um, B as, as you're talking about this, there's a movie where, um, there, there was like a business deal that was done through one of those and like they couldn't mess with them because it was on sovereign land. So I just think that's crazy. Like I, I, how, how are those, are those conversations you bringing up to, you know, the, the residents of the sovereign land or are they coming up to you? How is that conversation even starting? Well, okay. So it's sort of like a, um, an understanding is how it's, it's comes to be, uh, we approach just for access to the energy, right? And then their understanding that we have the ability to produce their energy and, and provide them with an income on that. But ultimately, we're not hiding from them our activity and what we're doing. And we're willing to share with these sovereign. And like, these are individuals who are offset by governments. We're talking about Native Americans, right. Inuits, like individuals who have been just wrecked throughout history by the powers that, you know, are the legacy fiat system and, and the governments. So um, these individuals, we don't want to hide from them the nature of our work and what we're doing. And so we seek to generate and create uh profit share and revenue share agreements. Does that make sense? So that it's not like we're just, just coming like, in there and like trying to usurp the, an energy, you know, contract. It's 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 totally beneficial no, it's for a, all yeah, it's a split. It's no, awesome. And the majority of these conversations are, are, are these individuals and the know-how of, of what Bitcoin mining is and what it represents. Uh, I'm just asking these well, questions because to me it's like- That's the interesting thing. It's, it, yeah. some have insight, but only because yeah. of rumors, you know, like it's, it's uh, right now it's in the wind, you know, it's like watching pollen in the air. Does that make sense? Like it blows by yeah, and yeah. you hear about it, but it, it, unless it like, unless you get it in your face and it makes your nose tickle, you may not fully like invest yourself into what it is or why. And then take, yeah. take the, you know, the what you call it uh the antihistamine to stop that tickle <laughs> then, yeah. you'll, then you'll understand well so like but the thing is yeah. is that like when we approach and they're like well okay so we have this collection side of this energy and so what's what's going on what's your model like why are you trying to do that we don't we don't hold back we're not, we're not like and and it's the thing like the the other the there's a company that I'm working with right now that's that's like meeting directly with uh, like the MHD Nation and other uh, individual like large sovereign individuals around the nation. That um, it's it's so that uh, there's no uh, we call it opaqueness. It's all 100% translucent. So that like when they they ask that they say like oh you're interested in our energy but but why. So, and that's where it really yeah. kicks off, you know, because some of them understand and some of them don't. And so it's, it's all about finding out where that level of understanding starts and then starting to build from there 
through trust. And, and that's done through complete uh, transparency, in my, in my opinion. And, and, and that's how the approach is uh, from our, our side. Like when we tell that, you know, we're interested in, in, in your energy, it's, it's not that we just want to buy this from you for X amount per kilowatt hour. No, this is why. And if you're interested, then there's the opportunity for uh, profit share and revenue uh, share agreements. So that way it's it's not like a left versus right or a two-sided fence. It's two people building together, you know, like two, it's like two groups building together. Does that make sense? The way it should be good, sir. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering because you would think, you know, I guess historically, the you know the, the people in these uh, uh, you know areas have, are used to just being it, taken away from them, right? Through right. government, through whatever pillaging. So to me, it's like how how often in life does somebody come in with the ultimate resolution to the majority of those problems, if not all of them? Uh, and that's why I'm curious to know if it's like, hey, they now they're you know willingly looking for miners to use their energy, and so they can learn and, and that benefit across parties. Or is like, you know, you already answered it, but that, that was a thought. That's the whole idea. The goal is to make it as easy as possible for our, all parties who want to participate to be involved. And so that's where we provide the expertise and, and they just have to provide the access to the energy. And, and, and the incentives that come with, 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 you know, that territory, is it, you know, financial incentives, meaning like tax breaks or is it just seizure incentives? Is it? Across the board, just better to do it in sovereign land? Um, well, yeah, just across the board better. And not to mention the fact that now you're providing individuals who have been pushed down and oppressed for hundreds of years through uh, manipulation, the ability to mm -hmm. finally be free and out from underneath the thumb of that direct manipulation. I mean, to me, I mean, yeah, there's benefits that are there, you know, that are monetary related, but ultimately, you know, there's another reason why we're running Bitcoin core nodes. And, you know, a long time ago when Bitcoin first launched out, 2009, 10, like running nodes and mining, like you can do all those things interchangeably with PCs and generate income and it didn't matter. Now we run nodes, even though it's not something like, as people would say, a profitable endeavor like mining is, but we do it because we're doing something that's bigger than ourselves and we're contributing to that. And 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 that's important if you understand bitcoin human mm -hmm. rights freedom and and all that goes along with that and so because of that that's why i feel like it's so, i mean it's to me it's important that this be able to continue and happen and, and be developed does that make sense with, absolutely in this particular like areas that we're trying to focus on with these sovereign individuals i wish i had you in a conversation earlier man Somebody literally asked me the question, what is it that you're doing to contribute positively to society? Right? And my answer was separating money from state, which I guess was not a really good example for this individual. But you just nailed it. Every contribution we make, whether we're a node operator, uh, whether we're a miner, we're, we're doing it selflessly. We're doing it for the for the better of, of, of everybody that's involved in the network. I wish I had you earlier, good sir. Well said. Well, that's the thing that a lot of people don't consider when they think about Bitcoin and its origins. You know, well, they, they, when they think about Bitcoin, they don't think about its origins. The individuals who took the risks to run the infrastructure that they ran, they put forth the costs that they put forth. It, it was a selfless endeavor. It was the ultimate risk on situation. 
there's no way that Hal Finney or any of the other individuals involved with our earlier network establishment could have known that we would be where we are today. There's no way. Right. And so the fact that those individuals, you know, did what they could to help it succeed and see it move forward and continue to contribute their own time and, and hodl instead of sell out and, and go state cuck on us, it, you know, that's ultimate risk. There was no guarantee that they, they didn't hold a pre-mine and then go and sell this to a group of, you know, individuals who were unsuspecting, like what, what happens with Ethereum projects. These people either held or they didn't, and they were rewarded by their faith and their ability to continue to gain knowledge and build this thing and uh, allow it to reciprocate with them in kind and, and providing that, um, that equity towards the network and back towards self through educating self on the network and helping it to grow. It, it paid them back. And so like a lot of people don't get that. They think that, oh, well, they were in early, so they, they're lucky. Or these people have, there's whales who have this much Bitcoin. Like none of this is by, like these people weren't lucky. <laughs> like I'm right. not lucky. I worked my ass off to build what I have. The people who were there before me, they took ultimate risks. You know, it's, it's a very big misconception when it comes down to like how Bitcoin is distributed throughout the world and how Ethereum and all the other shit out there works. It's like totally different beast. You know, total risk on environment here versus the rest of that subsidized bullshit out there. Yeah, and all those things you highlighted of those individuals shows good character and character's fate. I'm sure you agree with that. I know you practice a little stoicism as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, I want to get into mining uh, before we get into a bunch of other topics. I got a few things here. Um, I've actually been, I don't want to speak for Ben. I think we've kind of been worried about this. Uh, worried is a strong word, by the way. We've but thought about it. We've thought about it. So this is massive hash rate coming in. We know this, right? There's a bunch of ledgers out there that show a bunch of companies throwing billions in here. Uh, we see that difficulty adjustment continuously going up. Going up. You know, w what does this look like by, let's say, the next halving? And, and, and how does this affect the pleb miner, in your opinion? Okay, so... Um... Hash rate coming online, it's just going to affect miners all across the world the way it always has. You know, either you're able to find cheaper energy and you can keep up or you or you upgrade your equipment and you keep up. Either way, if you can't do one or the other, you're not going to be able to keep up with the network. And I know that sounds kind of harsh, but I mean, it comes down to if you if if you're running an S9 and and you can't upgrade to another ASIC to keep yourself going on your own home network and you're not willing to you know pay a little bit of premium for KYC free sats to yourself then your only other you know available option is to a like well you too a you render cheaper electricity for yourself by implementing uh uh, other options like maybe you throw some solar panels and an inverter into your system or you get you know you throw a hundred foot pole up in your yard and try to capture some wind energy <laughs> i mean but like there's a couple little different options you could do to try and offset your cost but ultimately if you cannot your next goal if you can't upgrade your equipment is to find cheaper power and then you go to hosting and a lot of people hosting now are starting to say that, you know, we only accept X amount of kilowatts, which means that you got to have X amount of equipment to get with them. So, I mean, what it'll come down to is either those plebs will 
decide that they want to just keep mining, even though they're paying a small premium to do it to the extent where they can no longer afford that premium. And they just go to stacking sets straight up or else they'll find the cheaper power and they'll, they'll continue. Um, I mean, it's, it's pretty much just that simple to try and yeah. draw it out and make it anything more is I guess trying to make, yourself important when you necessarily ain't because <laughs> yeah i mean this is this is like math don't play games so it's, this is all real straightforward in our industry it's either you find cheaper power going forward as network difficulty increases or you become comfortable with paying a premium for kyc free sats or else you flip your equipment that you're already in possession of for more efficient running equipment so like other than that like yeah, there ain't nothing going on that plebs are going to be able to do. You know, I mean, like even if they try to implement like Stratum B two or other things to improve latency issues with like share submission or anything like that, it's it's it's, yep. it's not going to be enough if that makes sense to get them competitive to the, uh, a point where they're going to be able to continue to stay in the game without paying a premium to keep their ASICs running in that Bitcoin coming into the wallet. Um, the other thing is yeah. Um, you have to consider that as we go forward and build the infrastructure on this network, ASICs are going to become more powerful. And by more powerful, I don't necessarily mean that the efficiency of the chips is going to be better and they're going to pack more of them into an ASIC because that's already happening. What I'm talking about and what most other people aren't thinking about is the fact that the required voltage to operate these ASICs by 2024, the next having is definitely going to increase. And by that, I mean, we're going to go from where we were at a APW three plus plus and an APW seven on S nine at 110 volts, 240 volts to where we are in currently the era of all current generation ASICs require 240 volts and nothing less. And once we have a 2024 release of equipment, I believe that we're going to see just like we already are seeing. I mean, there is one ASIC that's just been released. that's running on a 415 volt power supply unit and it's capable of running 240, 415. That at that point, once ASIC equipment stops being produced at 240 mm-hmm. and it starts being produced at 415 minimum voltage requirements only that's when home mining is going to be looking at a downward spiral into the abyss because the ability for you to get a 415 volt incoming circuit into your house does not exist in the united states my friend unless you have commercial commercial or, right you, i mean your power supply and like your setup with your local energy company it needs to be a lot different than what most people have residential going right now. And Mm -hmm. so once the ASICs that are currently, you know, the current gen that's out there, once they all start, you know, their power supply units start going bad, the hash words go bad, the, the people can't afford to run them on the grid profitably, or they cease to have the ability to generate their own, you know, uh, electricity, they're going to, they're going to run into the, the next generation of ASICs. And so once that next generation reaches that minimum 415 volt requirement, then the individual plebs at home lose their ability to mine on new newer generation equipment. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, yeah. How long do you think before you see something like that, that next generation hardware? Oh, I know well, you said there's something out there in there's, a while. But. There's already a PSU by Bitmain that runs on 415 volts, uh, but I think it's yep. also interchangeable to 277. So that technically, like, you could run a three-phase generator off-grid and be a home miner and still run that ASIC. So, I mean, it, it wouldn't totally put you out. It's just that you'd have to have specialized knowledge of three-phase power and how to set up these gen sets and everything, or have access to its commercial electricity, uh, where where your incoming line is uh, is starting at 415, and you use step-down transformers uh, to distribute your power from there. Uh, but once I'll say that the current generation of equipment uh, starts to lose its ability to function, and the newer generation equipment is only being put out at that 277, 415 range. That's when we'll see the ability for the home miners and, and whatnot become greatly diminished. I mean, and I'm thinking probably it's going to be like 2029, even. I mean, 2030, even because we got S9s right now that are running on 60 months, right? Yeah. What's 60 months from today? You ask me or are you telling me? 2027. So, oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're already Sorry. getting close to 2028, 60 months from yep. today. So, yep. I mean, if you think about that, that, if there's S9s right now that are running still 60 months because they were put online for a year almost before they were released to the public, and then they've already been out since 17. So we're looking at over 60 months for these ASICs, and they're just S9s. They're still going. So you got what's miners out there that are way better quality than anything Bitmain's produced, and I guarantee those things, you're going to have uh, M30S++ that'll run for another 60 months. And so yeah. until you – and then you got 2023 – and that entire release, even though it's um, reported that it won't be going to retail directly, it will make its way into the market eventually through secondary vendors. And even those PSUs and everything are still rated for 240-277 VAC. So you're going to have to contest with those going further into the future as well. And I, like I said... You're talking 2029, 2030 before like, you're, you, you're even going to think about all that hash rate maybe taking a retirement so it's going to be yeah. far off i mean but far off in terms for bitcoin like we say 2029 2030 before you don't see any more asics that are available at that voltage range and then they're all only going forward 415 plus that seems like a century to us i mean five years is like a lifetime in this industry so yeah i mean but yeah, there's going to be a time where home miners are, are not going to be able to, they're either going to pay to play and it's going to be a lot more than what they're getting that back off the network or else, you know, it's going to come to a point where the actual, the ASICs themselves aren't available anymore. But that, like I said, my friend is way off. Like that's way off. Like before the ASICs that'll run on 240 and available no more, we're way, way, way far from that. Yeah, but you would like to think if you follow the fiat backwards that these companies are going to push for the bigger customer and it's going to be the big businesses that could afford that oh, well, next gen. Absolutely. So they could speed that up is, is, I guess, my point. They're already doing it. Like, 
you know, yeah. they're already pushing power supply units for com- um, commercial and industrial uh, voltage. In, and it, it just shows that it's where it's where the market's heading. It's it's all yeah. the PSUs are going to be rated higher and higher. And it's just, you know, you got more efficient chips, pack more of them into the <laughs> into the ASIC. It's it's the nature of the yeah. beast, my man. So what I haven't been following um, Jack uh, and Block and their contributions that they're trying to do with mining and new silicon and all that stuff. I don't know if you have. Does that help everything that we just talked about or does it make it worse? Is Jack making a dent for the plebs is, I guess, my point? Or is it he's kind of going into the fold that all these other big buyers are going into? Um, for... Uh, for block in regards to them utilizing, let's say Intel for acquiring ASICs, is that what you're talking about? Or yeah, like I know they're. I haven't, like I said, I haven't really followed too much in it. I want to know, like, if you have, and you know, they're they're talking about bringing a new miner, and they talk a lot about decentralized pools, right? So, in all that news that you've heard from Block and from Jack, and, and everything that we just talked about, about you know everything going number go up. Do you think block, uh, Block's contributions to the mining industry that's coming up? will help or will just contribute to that same, you know, getting too expensive for everybody route? Well, I mean, the equipment that they're trying to implement isn't, isn't like newer in regards to chip efficiency rates and whatnot. Like we've, I don't know, you've probably seen myself or others retweet, you know, our comments and opinions on, on the hardware that they've chosen to implement. And it's not that great. (laughs) And so, I mean, yeah, they'll be adding more hash rate online and it increases network com- competition difficulty. But I mean, it's good yeah. overall, you know, and then I just, with their with what they're doing with the pools, like, I mean, yep. so I haven't really followed what's going on with them and, and, and how they're planning to operate from that aspect. I mean do you know are they planning to try and run like decentralized mining pool or are they going to just build their own centralized pool because i that's something that i haven't really followed yeah see i'm I'm a spectator in that sense too i don't know much i just know that they keep throwing the word around of like hey we want to start decentralizing these mining pools right like that's one of their objectives and i don't know if anything came of it but i figured you're the right person to ask because i know you're not you you've always been but you're extremely interested in decentralized pools so i, I wanted right. to hear your so thoughts on there's that. okay so like there's big differences between regular pools regular pools all the participants are passive and they are dependent upon the pool operators and their ability to maintain integrity or not right right and and that's an entirely based on the pool operators period the individuals who commit their hash rate to that pool once they, you know, commit to that stratum, they have no more say. There's nothing else. And so if the pool operators decide that they want to withhold fees or that they want to, you know, not pay out, like everything, it's just like, it's all on them and you're subject to that. And there's nothing you can do right. about it. But like a decentralized, decentralized mining pool, is totally different. I mean, it works by creating a peer-to-peer network of minor nodes inside a smaller network. So instead of the mining pool vesting power in a centralized entity, 
there's actually participation in a network within the network. It aims to create an equitable system that prevents acts like theft or concealment of rewards by pool operators. Participants mm. in a centralized mining pool are often no more than just passive people, like I said, who have to go by whatever the operators decide. Whereas a decentralized pool works by creating a new blockchain with difficulty adjustments to create a block every 30 seconds. And these blocks are, create a decentralized pool chain called share chain. And they are the same blocks that would get into a Bitcoin blockchain with a lower difficulty threshold is all. So whenever one uh, miner or miner node broadcasts that has found a new share, which is a new block in the share chain, the information goes to other nodes, which verify that the block content payouts for all previous miners who found a share and made it to the share chain. And that process goes until the node finds the block with difficulty meeting the Bitcoin network's difficulty target. Mm-hmm. That node then announces the block and the miner who submits shares for the successful block earned from that generation transaction and proportion, like everything is proportioned to the number of shares they find while they're mining in that decentralized pool. So miners configure their machines to connect to the decentralized pool as nodes to run locally in that particular instance. And they must run a Bitcoin full node at the same time to validate transactions and the blockchain independently while they operate in this P2P pool. It's, it's totally different. Like yeah, regular pool. So with that being said, and I've heard back and forth on this. So uh, a centralized mining pool that pays out, isn't necessarily KYC free corn. Is it? I mean, it's better than an exchange, but is it really KYC (laughs) corn? I just had, I just went, <laughs> I just went through this on another, uh, on Twitter spaces actually. <laughs> um, yeah. so if you're <laughs> mining a centralized pool or like F2 pool or such pool or whatever, and they get subpoenaed and they're asked to commit to, you know, or asked to subject themselves to chain analysis, the actual payouts that come from the pool can be traced back to a wallet that that pool operates and they can find out where all that Bitcoin that the pool is paid out has gone to. Um, but you know, there's, there are, uh, what we call implementations now like stratum B2 and other ways to mine that you can, you know, better your opportunities and obfuscate your obstacles so that you're not necessarily subjected to the, horrors of chain analysis um yeah yeah and the stuff you can do after right like whirlpooling and stuff like that so well yeah i mean like you got to be careful because uh you know not every single like coin join or uh wallet that's out there is particularly you know like let's say wasabi or whirlpool it's just that uh yeah i'm not gonna go the play, whirlpool is it though i'm not gonna play so, politics with with the coin joining uh <laughs> people out there <laughs> but let's just say that if, if you ain't protecting yourself out the gate in regards to a vpn tunneling in by proxy and mining in a manner that is most beneficial to your own personal security then you might as well just piss off when it comes to trying to protect yourself from the rest of the KYC world. I mean, 
it all has to yeah. start from somewhere. I mean, I don't even pay my power bill in my name. So like, cause you getting KYC there, even if you think about it, technically. Yeah. They can't differentiate, uh, differentiate between my marijuana plants and my, my miners though, tarantula. That's, that's the sneak attack right there. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I'm kidding. I, I'm not Factual. saying about that. I'm just saying. No, I'm kidding, bro. Oh, I do have to make you aware though, that there is technology that allows them to recognize and identify the harmonic frequencies that are produced by ASICs. Jesus. And they, yeah. <laughs> In China, they have perfected the ability to tell exactly who's mining Bitcoin and where just based on feedback on the grid. So, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, even if, like, they have drones with infrared where, like, they can, or heat sensing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, you could you could look at a drone but it, and look at the heat sensing. It's actually kind of see deeper than that. Um, so this would require the state to go spend money on a drone and an operator to fly it out there and yeah. visualize everything. They're mm -hmm. already way past that, my friend. They can look at the resonating frequency, the harmonics produced by the ASIC, and just tell by your no. electric, like what's coming back onto the grid from your residence. They can look at the sine waves and all this and just they can see that, oh, yeah. That guy's mining Bitcoin. They don't have to invest in a drone. They don't have to have a guy to operate the drone. They don't have to have nothing. They mm -hmm. just they can look at the harmonic frequencies generated by the ASIC and how you like so alternating current electricity gives them the ability to read back what's going on in your house pretty much. These motherfuckers. Bro, they know. They these fucking guys are always on some shit, man. That's another thing I was, another conversation I was having earlier. Was, These motherfuckers got us cornered in every situation from like birth to everything. Um, so uh, that's real. Um, I had, geez. I had a Twitter, I won't call it an argument. I'll call it a, a manly conversation <laughs> because <laughs> manly conversation. no seeding of points by either side. And we came to, <laughs> we came to understand that, you know, we're both on, on, you know team orange pill here and yeah. it's it's more or less like to what degree do we agree that the state will not label us dissenters you know and like that was the, like the main point of the whole thing was like are you prepared and can you survive if the state decides to seize bitcoin infrastructure nodes mining hardware etc and once they do and they demand that well we control this infrastructure and this is bitcoin well what will happen i said well you know what's going to happen if any uh you know actor comes onto the network and 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 seizes or commands infrastructure of 51 percent or more and they try to command the network well it's going to end up in a fork and then that particular uh, the, pro the, the hardest, soundest properties of fucking hard money. Like we got with Bitcoin, the network that preserves those properties will thrive and survive. And the other one will become the fucking next shitcoin fork that we've seen so frequently happen. And they're just like, their whole argument is, well, guns in the nation state can be a very compelling force. You don't think that they'll command the value of the network? I said, absolutely fucking not. If you look at Bitcoin currently, you don't think that there aren't nation, like there aren't states out there that are trying to shut that shit down and tell people like, 
Look at Bitcoin since its inception. You are legit broaching the argument that has been going on since Bitcoin's inception. And adding more guns and politics to the mix is not going to change or lessen its ability to be resilient. It's just, it's not. Yeah. It's funny. These people think that, oh, add politics and guns and, and, and they start usurping the infrastructure on the network. Like, it doesn't matter if they control more infrastructure on the network. What matters is if the fucking nodes accept the blocks and if exactly you know it's just like the people don't understand bitcoin i mean i no, i try not. to reference them to the block wars like there were a gang of bad actors on the network trying to command a majority of the network and create the fucking world they wanted it didn't work it doesn't work right and the consensus rules will always shift. They will always pick. The, you're right. 100. Well, people don't understand. Like, that. Imagine that. Okay, so imagine Bitcoin is under attack, right? And and mm -hmm. and a group of people says we're gonna make Bitcoin like this, and it's gonna be controlled like that. Blah blah blah. Um, you either join us or you go the route of the rebels, and you and you perish. Well. All of a sudden, the properties of Bitcoin, now that it's being controlled, like if let's say like a majority by the state, it's now lost its primary properties that made it what it was. And if you don't think that the fucking network value won't go its way right back over to that other chain where the actual true properties of Bitcoin exist, you're fucking crazy. How many times has Bitcoin been forked over the last 10 years and the value follows the fundamentals. Bingo. And I, like you try to talk to people about that, and they're like, "Oh, but they'll they'll take your equipment and everything." It's like they can have fucking ninety percent of the equipment. But the thing yeah. is, is that if in doing so, it creates a devaluation of the rest of the network, then pretty much they're shooting themselves in the foot. It's a about to say that, yeah. Like, what's the, the point? network means nothing by the time they end up owning it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> now you got a fucking uh, like you just me, turn bro. that golden goose egg into a rotten egg uh, with your fucking greed sense. I don't think they understand that they've Check lost me. this one already. Well, That's the problem. I, I think people always think that like they got it, and it's like this one's already been figured out. There's nothing you can do. It's a game they, they don't think about it. They get too caught up in the politics and like, oh, well, guns are stronger than passivity. Well, like, code is not passive people. Fucking, right. this is totally different. This is a whole other beast. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's... <laughs> You laid all that stuff perfectly, and I, I I like that because you you it sounds like you got plenty of experience answering the question, but I still do get that what if, what if Bitcoin, well, what if this happens? And I'm like, people will fold, and people are soft. Fold yeah. is not people. This is not the same thing. It's like, what is going to happen if the Gestapo come to your door and kick it in? Well, you're probably going to fall to your knees and cry, but. Every book and every piece of software that's in your house, like on your computers or your books on your shelf, they're not going to fall to their knees. They're going to remain books, and the shit that's on your fucking laptops is going to remain code. And right. no amount of force is going to change that. And so, like, what those people fail to understand is that just because they are fearful and they're willing to fall to their knees when the Gestapo come to the door doesn't mean that there ain't a whole fucking gang of remnants out there like myself who aren't willing to do the same. 
and won't go and sit back down behind our fucking computers and run that software. And, you know, once we get back to our ability to be free and if we don't, you know what? Well, well, fuck man. You know what we did? We died protecting the fucking shit that we believed in at least. Absolutely. At the very least. Love it, man. Let's, let's shift over to that Bitcoin community because obviously if everybody were think the way you just laid that out there, then we would be in a, a much better place right now. But I was looking at this this Twitter um, this Twitter headline that was basically saying that, listen, man, Bitcoiners would basically follow anybody who's just praising the, the network, right? So, like, all you have to use is those keywords like orange pill and Bitcoin, and you could be Hitler and all the Bitcoiners will praise you to the, to the end. How do you feel about that? Do you think that the community is just super biased in that sense, or do you think that that's overblown? And there's actually deep thought into who the community accepts and rejects. I said it is mixed. You know, you got individuals out there who, you know, they run to buzzwords. And then you got individuals out there that, you know, they've seen their heroes slain. So yeah, it's like this. I feel like if you've seen heroes slain, then, you know, you're, probably less likely to go and champion the ones who are just spouting out buzzwords. But if you haven't, mm. then there's a good chance that, you know, you, you might get swept up in the buzzwords and in the clickbait and you just run with it. Like look at how many people like ran over together when that thing launched out and Twitter does what Twitter does and goes all commie bull on us. So like, Give me some info on that. What do you mean, get her? I missed that one. What, it's like some one? app. It's a it's a social media app for censorship free app. Yeah, but everyone I mean, ran. Oh, to they it. use they use the buzzwords censorship free. Did it did it work? Well, they got a lot of people. Does it still work? I mean, I yeah, got okay. it. Fuck, man, people who I knew for like since 2016, 17, and Bitcoin were sent me an invite for the shit, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll check that out, you know. But I've tried a few, man. They're just they're rough right now. Nah, I'm not saying they won't get there. Like, it's like just, really hard. The dynamic is there for people to follow because we're for sure. You know, the, I see people seeking signal in the space. You know, and so when yeah. when something comes along and it and it's and it we say wave, it, all the flags are there that it's the, that the signal's real. It's you know, individuals who haven't been around for a while they have a hard time disseminating and they they end up falling prey to it and then they jump on the bandwagon of the signal. The, the flag waivers. Let's call them flag waivers because quite literally the signal isn't really there. Like we haven't seen it yet for everybody. Yeah, that's actually interesting. Uh, like using using their decisions as a barometer for how long they've been around. Right. Well, it's right. pretty funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I never thought about it that way, but that's yeah. Well and so you gotta have some type of sympathy too. I think we've all kind of well, fallen mean, into our own little gasp. Well, I'll call it objectivity. You know? Sure. And then like with that, I mean Sympathy only okay, so I can't, I can only be sympathetic for individuals who just totally unknowingly get took. If you've been around, <laughs> then it's hard for me to be sympathetic, you know. I mean, it's just yeah. like greed has gotten the best of you, and now this is where you are. But I mean, if if you don't have any idea. And and you you damn saw a horribly written YouTube ad by Elon Musk telling you that you know you you <laughs> send him a Bitcoin I'll send you two back then hey I 
I came through 2017 ICO. I saw people get wrecked. I took a 30% haircut myself. I won't lie. And so yeah. I feel kind of bad for people like that. I'm like, damn, you know, you, you got taken advantage of, you know, at the same time, if you would have been more equitable to yourself in regards to educating yourself on what you're about to do, you could have maybe avoided that. But since I held the reins and went a similar route in regards to my introduction to Bitcoin, I'm going to be empathetic and I'm not going to like come across as somebody who might want to just completely just not have anything to do with you. I'm more or less going to be like, you know what? Pain is temporary unless you make it permanent yourself by not being willing to admit when you're wrong. Are you ready or not? Yeah. It's scary how often it's not. Unfortunately, oh. you want it to be good, Yo. But... <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing that, you know, that good old Satoshi thing, they're not ready for it. I don't got time to explain it to you. Like, I feel bad. Um, but damn, fam, if I gave you nonstop hours, you know, not only with this platform that we're trying to build here, but like just in my everyday life, if like I could pick up your phone call and I gave you straight hours of it and you're still just like naive or stupid to it, I, 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 it's a disservice to myself. Well, yeah, you're uh, wasting I, the most precious commodity that you will ever have, and that's your free time. Yeah, right. On on just to try to, I hate to use the word save, but just to try to help them is my thing. Like I'm not just passing. Like I ain't getting no incentive well, if, if y'all in or y'all out. It's but interesting. I'm giving you that time. Like you might be frustrated with yourself because you're thinking, oh, I'm just trying to help them. But at the same time, yeah. look at their perception. They're yeah. actually just. Falling prey to all the glitters is gold, and you're fucking picking them up. <laughs> they got beat down by it. It's really <laughs> like it's interesting, man. It's only so far you can go, and so many conversations you can have. It just it makes me laugh because a lot of these people you end up meeting them before they end up getting to that point. You tell them, like, look, this is the way. This is what we do. <laughs> they go yep. out and they're like, they get wrecked, man. <laughs> it's just like, what did you do that for? Well, man, I thought we talked about this. Oh, yeah, they weren't paying attention. That's what happened. <laughs> uh, oh. Well, let's talk about being taken advantage of and some people. We'll, we'll circle back really quick. This was supposed to be in the mining section. but So you, you're obviously, I would like to think, from a distance watching what Compass Mining has been doing to its followers, its customers, and everybody else along that line. Do you have any thoughts now, when I opened this window up for LC, he went ham for probably like 10 minutes. You don't have to unless you want to. But I'm very curious of what you are watching from Compass and what do you think is happening? Well, I, I really, to be honest, I I don't pay attention to my competitors so much so that mm. because, I mean, our industry is growing so fast that if I'm not focused on the ball 24-7, it's easy to be left behind so I mean I could be worried about what other people are doing all the time and then yep. missing steps or potentially like losing out on hits myself but I don't um so but I, I mean I have heard some things about them that you know would it's not too they're not too popular and and I would say that they have dug their own hole in regards to being unpopular. Um, yeah. They, from what I can tell, sold more equipment than they had the ability to plug in. Yeah. They 
touted energy contracts that, I mean, I didn't like, I haven't had any plebs show me any, you know, notarized contracts signed for like energy agreements or anything like that's the thing you go get energy. There's paperwork involved. Yeah. And, and if you have that energy and you're running a legit operation and you're about to be 100% transparent with everybody about everything, why not just fucking post the energy contract and prove to everybody that you have available the power that you say you can plug in? I mean, that would put a lot to rest really quick. And then you can also say at the same time that in, in this establishment of these operations we've also experienced shortages with hardware and uh and whatnot and so building the infrastructure we've also experienced issues here here and here but we're not seeing the actual energy contracts come out all we're seeing is oh we have problems here here and here like anybody can say they have problems here here and here show me you got the fucking energy though Definitely. Show me you have the ability to produce this many kilowatts. Period. Because the argument, all the right, other right. problems with like supply chain shit, getting a switch, mm-hmm. this or that, like that'll be meet and greed. And like you can post fucking easily uh, receipts showing that this equipment's already on its way. Don't worry. We're building the infrastructure. Here are the receipts. That could be done. I'm not seeing it happen, though. Like, I mean, if you're going to build something and say it's for the people and then collect all the people's money, well, you better produce for those people. And in the event you're delayed, you better be willing to show the damn receipts for the infrastructure that you promised those people and give them the the real lowdown on what the delay is or else good luck maintaining your business going forward. Cause I'm not going to support you. I mean, I'm a full transparency kind of guy, a hundred percent, no matter what, like if I went out and I spent too much money at the strip club and I, like something happened bad. Hey, I'm not going to cover it up and say that, Oh yeah, the truck broke down. No man, I made a bad decision and something bad happened. And you know what? I got to figure out a way to get this money back to my people. I fucked up. But if people are willing to do that, you know, what happens? Yeah. Who who knows? Who knows what happens with Compass? Nobody knows. It's on them to tell people what's going on. They tell people only what they want to tell people. I can't surmise what's going on behind the scenes there. It wouldn't be right for me to do that. But, I mean, if I was running that place, I would be putting on like out there publicly, like this is how much energy I got. This is what I could do. And like, once that's met, I'd start telling people, Nope, can't take your money. Nope. Can't take your money. Nope. Can't take your money. Why? Oh, cause I have integrity and I can't put your money to work right now. So I'm not going to take it. Please take it somewhere else and do with it what you need to do to make it profitable for yourself and put it to work for you. But that is not what seems to be happening today. And it's not just Compass Mining who does this shit. There's a lot of different mining companies out there who are offering hosting and ASIC sales, and they don't fucking have the ability to plug them in yet. I know right now that there is a massive crunch on available power. 
and people are still selling ASICs and power. Like it's there for days, but it ain't. <laughs> so it's just like, it's not just compass. It, they just made a big name for themselves on Twitter and everybody's got their name in their mouth, but there's, there's other hosting people out there too, that like they're selling power. That is that they don't have secured yet. And they're, you know, they're listing ASICs that, that they can't plug in. It's just, thing is is if people are throwing money at them they're just accepting it they're they're like bosses are telling them you'd be stupid to say no this is a business blah 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 well like right. in bitcoin businesses that last are built on integrity and if that means that you need to maybe just stop taking payments temporarily because you can't meet the service requirements and that's what you're gonna have to do to survive because tell you what the ones who are out there and who are going to be around for a while, we're not going to forget who you are today. Oh yeah, yeah, they, they, I, I think with the 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 gist of I think what you're trying to get at is just to be transparent, which you're absolutely right. But they lean into it, man. They're not transparent. They lean into the bullshit. That they, they'll be on the same page, you know, a few hours later, letting y'all know that like you know you could buy this miner at home and plug it in and. Hey, man, I don't really know. They're not really clear on their service. I've had a bunch of terrible uh, examples, but I still remember you telling me way back when when I was even talking to you about my S9s. Um, I forgot what it was verbatim, but it was something along the lines of, like, you, you know, if you don't own your miners, you're investing in mining, and if you own your miners, you're actually mining. And uh, you didn't say exactly like that. You said it better. But I, I think that's the experience that I'm going through, and that's the burn that I'm going to have to go through. I trusted Compass Mining. Thought it was going to be a great experience um, because of that, because I kind of just wanted the investment exposure. But, boy, uh, what, what I've gone through is not – a business shouldn't survive with what I've gone through. Uh, and I don't think I'm the only one. I think there's thousands of people that are going through it. Um, and, yeah, it's integrity, like you said, but it's transparency, man. I, I'm cool with delaying gratification if you're just honest with me. And we talked about it a million times, so just interested on, on, on your take on that end. But I also like your answer of saying, hey, man, I don't pay attention to those, you know, my competition to those people because I think that's actually what everybody should do. Well, um, I mean, all right, you, you see me out there on Twitter in the trenches just yep. doling out the information. Like, my DMs are open constantly. If you have a problem a with your ASIC, it's not connecting, like, my DMs are open, you know what I mean? I, there's people out there that will witness for me. Like, it's been 2.30, 3 in the morning, and I'm I'm talking to them on Telegram phone, video chat, like, oh, okay, well, it looks like the stratum, you know, it's not correct. We need to go back and, and double-check the stratum yep. and, and, you know, make sure the worker address and everything's properly. And it's just when you dedicate your life to it, man, you got to <laughs> – it doesn't matter it who it is or what the time of day is. You you gotta you know you, you do it. Take care of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, what do you know, if anything? Because I know you built uh, actually big, you know, mining farms of good size. Uh, about the compliance um, when it comes to having like a a, a facility and, and keep it running smooth. Is it very tough on compliance? Is it very easy? Do you know anything about that? Well, the compliance actually totally depends on the situation at hand, how it's set up, where it's set up. Um, yeah, locale is a big thing for that. So if you're grid connected, you know, it's hard hats, it's OSHA, you know, it's, and I mean, to the T. And, yeah. and then it's not hard, really. It's just, you know, stupid little stuff, PPE mostly. Um, 
Okay. Now, if you're off grid and you are LLC and you're commercial or you're, you know, you're running a business, it should be the same. But if you're just like off grid and totally off grid, buck the system and you're doing whatever you want because you're off grid, <laughs> then you just do whatever the hell you want, man. <laughs> yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah, no, I, I just heard that, you know, some of these companies haven't are, are also not, on top of the shortage of, you know, energy, like as you just stated, and, and the shortage of sometimes, you know, hardware, um, I, I, I keep seeing this new problem pop up where their facilities are not compliant. And that's another threat to not only the clients, but, to, you know, anybody that's involved with these companies. So. Absolutely. I mean, you're going to have somebody schedule a visit to the farm and go out there and get a damn self electrocuted. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> 50 million, uh, what is it? say half a milliamp is enough to stop yeah. a human heart yeah dc power can supply that i mean we're not even talking like large voltage you know um so yeah i mean if if anybody's building out there and they're not willing to do what's necessary to build up the code in order just to protect themselves then I wouldn't recommend working with them or have anything to do with an individual like that just because they're not respecting yeah. even their own life. I mean, right. we're talking about electricity here. It's, it's dangerous. Yeah, but they would have to tell you, back to the transparency thing, they would actually have to tell you that they're not compliant for you, the client, to even know. Well, right? yeah, the, that I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and then they're gonna bullshit you on the email whenever they get shut down for compliance. And I, yeah, I'm talking about everybody across the board. This is not specifically to to Compass or mining in general. But they're gonna come and they're gonna tell you that you're you've been shut down for another reason. Oh no, we're just having a hard time, and the the facility's trying to like build up more power or whatever. And what's really happening is y'all got shut down because of compliance issues. Man, uh, well, hey, I mean, if that <laughs> if that's the issue, then it's maybe I'm cynical. I don't know. That's Ooh. just what I'm thinking. Man, there's not a- If they're lying, they're lying across the board, right? What makes you think they're going to lie in one arena and be honest in the other arena? They just lies across the board. Character is fate. That should be the name of this episode. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't disagree with you there. And and yeah. I, I'll tell you what. I've Being in automation myself, I've fired guys for cutting corners because, I mean, in a automation facility, cutting corners ends up getting people's hands and appendages fingers and whatnot cut off entirely so we don't cut corners when it comes to building infrastructure involving electricity uh, well i personally don't myself but anybody else who does they are setting themselves up for failure out the gate straight forward hands down no questions asked i mean it, mm. it's it's not even i i can't even fathom how you could send a technician into a, a building and, and you can't guarantee that every single rack is grounded, that it's not UL compliant. And it, I just, I don't, I don't get that. I don't understand it. I think that it's wrong. You, you're legit. Like if you would not yourself walk in and do something, knowing that the opportunity for death is there, how could you ask somebody else to go and do it on your behalf for you to make a dollar? You you're good question. You're sick if you if you want my real opinion. Like you go out back. I got a line that fires. They're called a squad. You could stand right in yeah. front of them and get it because that's what you're asking the next guy to do. You're asking him to go stand in front of a firing squad. If 
you're asking him to go into a non-compliant Bitcoin mining facility when it comes to electronics. It's just, it's not okay. Anybody who operates under that, like when I go into a facility, panels must be closed, racks must be grounded, things gotta be straight. Or else you're asking the individuals to go in there to stand in front of a firing squad. There's no guarantee that like there hasn't been any type of internal failure on any of the componentry of those ASICs and that they can't touch one and that if it ain't grounded, it won't touch them. You see what I mean? And yeah. so like you want to play with fire, you do it yourself. You don't ask other people to. Oh boy. Imagine having hundreds of thousands of customers and having no compliance across any of your facilities. Imagine, imagine having oh a guy die. And now that's what I'm thinking about. Well, I've thought about the dude too, but what I'm saying is because <laughs> that guy's dying, you're shutting down. You're going to get sued to the guys, the wazoo and oh, your whole yeah. company's going to go down. And that's why I'm thinking about the clients. So it's like, you had, why did you promise a hundred thousand people, uh, up, you know, up service uptime and a beat would be so simple as to lose it all. Like you, y'all just said on one person dying, like y'all, y'all crazy. That's insane. Oh man. Uh, yeah. I, Somebody dying on a mining facility because, yeah, anyways. It's happened already. No, I'm just trying to, like, that's deep. That's, yeah, that's I didn't even think about it in that sense. Like, because most people, especially, you know, like me, I, I speak for myself, people that don't do, you know, the mining day in and day out, they don't see those dangers, right? Like, I don't think about the technician that walks into the mining facility. I don't think about everything that you just brought up, like the grounding and stuff. And now what I'm thinking about it is, like, yeah, you could, now I could actually be contributing to that cause. Like putting my dough on a situation where somebody can end up losing their life. That's just insane to me. I didn't think about it that way. Thanks, Tarantula, for making it morbid. <laughs> no, I mean. I'll fuck it around. <laughs> I've been playing with electronics for years, man. I, I'd be yeah. lying if I said I haven't been electrocuted myself. And it, and it wasn't for a lack of safety precautions. It just, man, yeah. PPE fails and things happen. It's just. It's why they're called accidents. I mean, yeah. if, if it was anything else, they'd be called fucking planned events. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And your insight is extremely valuable, of course. Uh, like I said, I didn't even frame that before you brought it up. So um, let's shift over to what's happening globally, right? Where anybody that's been in Bitcoin long enough understands the global, you know, momentum that this thing is gaining but we've heard stuff of russia lately uh ukraine trying to adopt and pass legislation but also here in the states chicago georgia uh just to name a few so it seems like that game theory is happening in real time uh but i question that right i think there's a lot of clout chasing here it's hard to discern who's actually in it for the real reasons and who's just trying to be the next person in office or the next leader of a country uh what are your thoughts on everything that's happening is this litigation good you hit the nail on the head, man. It's just that. It's, a, okay. it's, it's litigation introduced. Okay, so first of all, litigation gets introduced to uh, create control because they're dealing with something that they, they have no idea what the hell's going on, how to deal with it. And so they need to create control. But what everybody doesn't understand is that Bitcoin doesn't need litigation. Bitcoin don't require litigation to be a participant in. It, it's like a fucking, yep. I, don't, I don't see that shit. Like, I didn't ask permission yeah. to start mining Bitcoin from the state. I didn't ask permission to, to like, to open my business to mine Bitcoin. Other right. individual plebs in other countries around the world, if they are educated on Bitcoin and know what the hell Bitcoin actually is, they're not asking for permission in order to be involved with the network at all. 
because it's not something that the state has the ability to give you permission to do or not. Right. That's the thing that people like. I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, like you ask, like, what, you know, what are the thoughts on the, the state approving Bitcoin or these countries approving Bitcoin? Well, fuck them. They, they yeah. can't approve or disapprove Bitcoin. Just like China can fucking ban Bitcoin all day long. Well, bro, I know of people that still mine Bitcoin over there, incognito, who's still running fucking coin joins and exercising yeah. exchange options. And they doesn't, they don't fucking, they're not asking the state for permission to do this. This is not how Bitcoin works. I'm big on that. I, I agree. I, I have a totally a, not yep. how Bitcoin works. I mean, no, I have a hard time understanding IRA products and stuff like that too because it's, it's these the, are people that are cucked to the state and that they're yeah. like, well, I need to put it here so that I can usurp these tax benefits and everything else. Like, I don't. Fuck, that's strange to me, yeah. man. Fuck all that shit. Like, I am not going to yeah. be reliant on any IRA shit or any fucking like taxable fucking account. This or like, I do not recognize any of that. Yeah, it, it signals to I don't recognize to them. the fucking social security admin fund. I don't fucking recognize the IRS to have any fucking authority over me or any of that shit. Yeah, if it, it I just choose kinda... to disclose to them my earnings and then decide yeah. that, you know, <laughs> what you're fucking offering me in exchange for my funds is valid, then, yeah, I'll fucking pay the tax. If... What you if I made enough money to be eligible to do so. Yeah, I'm with you. Nah, I, I, I maybe maybe I go the route of every other fuck out there who's uh, what they call a global <laughs> elitist, and I and I keep rolling my LLC, and I create taxable losses for myself, and then I just don't pay them fucks anyways because I game the system. That's another way. Yeah. Like That's the thing. Like People don't get it. Bitcoin is not a, a thing that the state either approves or disapproves and then you decide to be involved with based on that. I agree. You yep. personally decide when you take back your own freedom and sovereignty in regards to money when you decide to embrace Bitcoin. At that point, it, like whoever gives you permission or not, like fuck them. That is not like if you're looking to them to get Bitcoin – then you're not ready for Bitcoin yet. Your your level of personal responsibility is not where it needs to be in order to like start embracing this thing. Does that make sense? A hundred. I'm with you. I, I don't get the products. I, I don't get the like it, it. It's incentivizing the IRS to think that I give a fuck uh, about the rules that they they you know that they want to impose. And it's you know that's not true. I agree with you. I I never understood it. Like y'all should be asking me permission to be able to do these. You know these things. I shouldn't be asking you permission to be able to transact this money back and forth. Uh, so I'm with you, man. I'm a, I'm a little bit baffled. I, I've talked to people. I probably have somebody come on the show, maybe that can talk a little bit more of, of why these legacy products and Bitcoin work. You're right, though, uh, but about, to me, it's about weird, the man. Politics, though, man. They they are going to politics. Politics, <laughs> man. They're gonna embrace it. Uh, uh, bro, I grew up in the Caribbean islands, so like that's all we see. Yeah. Is like, that's what it is. It's just politics, man. So. They're going to embrace it and it's going to be to get endorsement. But ultimately when those politics cut cold themselves back to the state legislation, like let's say all of a sudden they decide to 6102 Bitcoin. 
You think mm -hmm. uh, if those same politics aren't willing to step up and say that, no, you demand that of our citizens, this state, state will secede. If they aren't willing to do that, then they're just LARPing. Yep. And I don't think many of them are. So like, like if Cynthia Loomis doesn't say yep. that, no, we're taking this shit off the block, man. We're seceding. If they demand a 6102 on Bitcoin, then she's LARPing. Yeah. Same goes with every that? other one out there. Can she say that individually? Can she like force a secedement or? No, they can't. I mean, that would be like an initiative they start. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she, it's she could get a the collective decision. Exactly. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. In fact, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, no individual can do that, sir. Because yeah. I figure if she has like, like if it's 10 and she got four, there's always like the six cucks no. that are stuck on the system. Yeah. <laughs> There's no. always those guys that are around that, you know, oh, my money is in jeopardy, man. I got money. Bro, them dudes work at the Fed. <laughs> <laughs> They're just spooks. They're just sitting in there. <laughs> Jason oh, Lowry's man. on that team, I heard. <laughs> is, uh, hey, I think a lot more people than we think are, and they've been, like, literally, like, have their grips on the Twitter uh, Bitcoin community. I think there's so many people that are fed involved in that community. There has to be. Because there's so many public events. Everybody's out in the open, like, hey, show up here. Like, do you think that somebody who wants to investigate just won't show up to one of these events? Uh, so, yeah, Gabby, uh, <laughs> I'll be careful about what I say about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. I don't want to put you in any type of compromising situations. But yeah, I, I would like to think if you're making moves here, Somebody's gonna have an eye on what you. Bro, I got up like to. ten spooks on my ass, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, hello, spooks! Shout out to the spooks. We got Tarantula here on the show. I know, Straight shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're listening. I know you follow me. Just want you to know, I got all my. Paperwork. He said it like they were like like cows on his farm. I got ten spooks. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Tarantula, I appreciate the time. We're going over an hour now, which is awesome. I mean, you. You gave us so much insight on the mining. You gave us so much insight. I, I would just get away from the mining and just say what it is to be a real Bitcoiner, right? Like there's there was a lot of in this conversation, a lot of meat in this conversation on you know the topic, which was what we were talking about, but also the the the, the character that that comes with actually believing in this and standing by it and contributing and going forward. So once again, man, I truly, me and Ben, I'm sure, not speaking for Ben, want to truly appreciate you coming back on here, man. I want to give you an opportunity to let the listeners know where they can follow you, where they can hit you up. Um, and uh, yeah, drop that there for them so they could follow you up, brother. Yo, I'm Hotto Tarantula on Twitter, and that's the only place you'll find me. I'll just spit truth daily. Yeah, I can vouch for that. Yeah, and, and, and what you were saying earlier about people could vouch, absolutely correct. When I first had a gazillion questions about mining and had no idea where to start, um, people told me, you got to go to Tarantula. I know uh, one person, but he doesn't want to be doxxed. That led me right to you. And just like if I've known you for 10 years, I reached out to you with one ironic, dumb question, or what I thought was dumb, and it spilled off into you know a great conversation. And ultimately, me set up mining and going, which I will forever be grateful for. Um, and those conversations won't end, bro. I'll be reaching out for sure. Hey, I'm happy to answer any any further questions you might have, and and like, it's always a pleasure to be invited on to speak with you guys. I I know that you guys are reaching out to an audience that goes beyond just like my particular realm, which is Bitcoin only. So I think it's really cool. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you, man. Ben, anything? I'm a fly on the wall today, man. Yeah, learning, hey. learning, learning. I was trying to soak it up in yeah. too, man. Tarantula came with them gems. Appreciate I it, man. Yo, sorry, Guys. I got kind of technical with the decentralized mining thing, but like, you know, some, no. some stuff you got to be a little technical on. <laughs>
No, yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, we have a vast yeah. audience, man. We got the technical yeah. folks, we got the the beginner folks, and I think it's valuable across the board. Uh, actually, that's what piqued my interest was the decentralized pool, personally. So we'll be talking about that. Uh, but as uh, what was that? That's a blessing, man. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, as for the listeners, you can catch us. We preferably prefer Bitcoin TV. Go check us out on Bitcoin TV instead of YouTube. But if you don't for some reason want to go to Bitcoin TV, then you can check us out on YouTube. Hit the like button, all that good stuff with that phony algorithm. Uh, and if you're listening to the audio of the show, you can check us out on any Lightning 2.0 powered app, whether that's Breeze, whether that's Fountain App, any of the above work. And we prefer you do that over going to Spotify and all these other uh, what I call fiat podcasting companies. But if you don't want to go to 2.0, you can find us on Apple and all those other good places as well. We appreciate you guys as always. Ben, another one. 55, bro. 55 in the books. We'll talk to y'all next week. Later. Later. opinions expressed by Jose and Ben or any of the guests on this show are solely their opinion and their opinion alone. Their opinions do not reflect the opinions of any other sponsors or other parties involved in the recording of this show. Do not treat any opinion expressed by Jose and Ben as a specific endorsement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy. Their expressions of their opinion on this show is purely for informational purposes.